Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community. This is Hal Elrod, and today is a special episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast, and it's special for a few reasons. First and foremost, I recorded this episode as a response to the coronavirus and my attempted contribution to you. Uh, We had an episode scheduled for today that I recorded last week, but considering all that's happened in the last week, I just I felt the responsibility to help you in the best way that I could. Obviously, I'm limited in what I can do to help you, but this podcast is a start, and so I've spent significant amount of time over the weekend uh, and uh, this morning, probably 10 hours, outlining this episode, and the attempt is to share some effective strategies with you on how you can optimize your mindset manage you know any fear uncertainty and just maintain an empowered perspective that will serve you and those that you love and those that you lead during this unprecedented time i also invited my good friend jeremy Reisig, who's better known as brother james you may recognize i've had him on the podcast a few times but i asked him to join me here today because of his expertise as a world-class facilitator. So his expertise is bringing groups and communities together and guiding them to tap into the collective wisdom of the group and come up with effective solutions. And so I asked him to join me today, sit in on the podcast, and at the end, he'll be providing you with six strategically engineered questions that you can use to optimize your mindset and to make the most of you know, these uncertain times. Kind of what we're going to do today, the quick outline of the episode. In today's episode, I walk you through the last few days in terms of the events and the conversations that led to this podcast being recorded. Uh, Number two, I'm going to share three strategies with you that you can implement right away that I personally use to take care of your mental and emotional well-being. And I'm going to actually read three different posts with you, Uh, one that I posted in the Miracle Morning community that got a lot of feedback, one that my friend Mike McCarthy posted on his page, and then one that Chip Franks posted in the Miracle Morning community. And these three posts, I found like they all just felt like they were serendipitous how the three of them together kind of perform a one, two, three, like these are the three components to maintaining your sanity, right? And beyond that during what we're going through right now. And I think I say this toward the end of the podcast, but I think it's worth kind of setting a a context going into this episode, the idea that we don't know what the future holds, right? We don't. We don't know how bad things are going to get. We don't know if they're even as bad as they might seem to be, right? We really don't know. The only thing that we have full control over is ourselves. And so this episode is designed to help you gain control of yourself so that no matter what goes on around you, outside of you, out in the world, that you are in control of how you feel and how you feel when you go to sleep at night and how well you sleep at night. And now I want to be clear, what I'm not going to do in this episode is talk about the measures you should be taking in terms of 
you know, social distancing or sanitation, et cetera. Those are not my areas of expertise. However, I do offer two resources toward the end of today's episode that will help with that. But my expertise, if there is any, right, it's really around maintaining an optimum mindset in the face of extreme adversity and uncertainty. And through my car accident, my cancer journey, navigating 2008, the economic crash, right? Utilizing tools like the Miracle Morning and the other tools that I'll share in today's episode. That's been the one thing I've been able to do is no matter how grim things look, I'm able to really find the, uh, I think, the advantage in the adversity, right? The opportunity in the crisis. And so I hope I can help you do that today. That is the focus of today's show. And I hope you get exactly what you need from today's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being, allowing me to be a part of your life and uh, appreciate you so much. Hey, goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community. I am recording this episode on Monday, March 16th while just about everybody in the world, or at least everyone that I know is focused on one thing, not one thing, but largely focused on the coronavirus. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. I know there is a lot of information being produced right now about the coronavirus. I want to make it clear today's podcast, which we are also streaming right now as a Facebook Live. So if you're listening to this as a podcast, you know, don't be confused if we address the camera or, or the people watching this live. Uh, but this is about what we can do now in the midst of a lot of chaos and a lot of uncertainty due to the coronavirus to what we can do to take care of ourselves and what we can do to take care of each other. This is not going to be focused on logistics of where to get groceries and toilet paper and that sort of thing. Uh, it's really about the inner game and also uh, how we, you know, taking care of ourselves and also how we can take care of the people in our community that might need help. And the last few weeks and especially the last few days have been interesting to say the least. I mean, I think that puts it very lightly. In fact, what's happening in the world with this coronavirus is really unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. You know, I'm only 40, so uh, I haven't been around forever. But in terms of the details, this seems to be unprecedented. And I say details, meaning there are a lot of firsts happening right now worldwide. However, what is not unprecedented is that We are merely facing a new circumstance, a new challenge, and a lot of which is out of our control, like many circumstances and many challenges, and we have to take responsibility for how we interpret, how we experience, and how we respond to those circumstances. So while the circumstances are unprecedented, the fact that there are circumstances that provide uncertainty, fear for a lot of people, new challenges, new opportunities, that's not new. That's not unprecedented. That's just you know another day of life, if, if you will. And on last week's podcast episode, which was how to get rid of all your problems. That was the title of the episode and kind of the focus, which also almost feels a little serendipitous because it had nothing to do with the coronavirus. That wasn't part of my consciousness when I recorded the episode, but it was highly relevant. Focusing on accepting the things that we can't control and focusing all of our energy into the things that we can control. And today will be kind of a continuation of that conversation, but we're going to get much more specific, much more actionable. And I want you to consider this going along this idea that yes, the circumstance is unique, it's unprecedented, but the theme of the circumstance, the fact that it is a circumstance, it's a challenge is not, you know, consider that in other people's lifetimes, right? And maybe yours, or maybe your parents or your grandparents, they've been through worse, right? I saw a meme today that said, 
relax your family. You know, they were called to war. You're just asked to sit on the couch, right? It could be worse. And while I try to find humor in challenging situations, I also don't want to downplay those that are suffering, those that are afraid, those that are struggling financially, those that have died, right? But keep in mind that we've been through, we as a species and as a society or multiple societies around the world, we've been through challenging times before. And our human family, we, our human family have proven time and time again that we are strong, that we are resilient that we are capable of overcoming virtually any challenge that we've ever been faced with, and that more often than not, we become better in the overcoming, right? There's a stronger, more resilient, and more conscious version of ourselves that we're forced to tap into in the midst of adversity and challenges and fearful, unknown, uncertain circumstances. And when we do, when we tap into the best that's within ourselves, the best that's within our human family, we become better. We evolve. We as a society, and I, I think this is an opportunity right now that we're seeing play out, we become a more connected, more compassionate, and more capable society, right? The consciousness of humanity is elevated in the midst of challenge. And that is the mission of our global Miracle Morning community to each do our part to elevate the consciousness of humanity. And we simply do that by waking up each day and dedicating time to elevating our own consciousness through practices like the Miracle Morning, other self-care and self-development practices, how we treat other people, that all of those things elevate our consciousness. And for those of us, if you're wondering, like, why is this happening, right? The bigger picture, why is this happening? Maybe the answer is that so that we as a humanity can become more of who we're meant to be can become better. You know, you may have seen that video I saw the other day. Uh, Jared, did you see the video of the folks in Italy that were singing to each other? Yes, from their balconies. From their balconies, right? And these like down these alleyways, singing to each other in harmony. And I don't know what the songs were. I think maybe they were some, they were just obviously very well-known common songs, but singing in harmony. And it brought me to tears, right? Or at least I got choked up because I was reminded that at the end of the day, when we are all facing uncertainty, we realize that despite all of our relatively insignificant differences, we're actually all the same. We're just a bunch of human beings living life. And my driving question right now, and it has been for much of my life, is that in every significant challenge, because there is always one or more equally significant or greater opportunities, at least that's my belief and been my experience, what are the opportunities within the challenges that we're facing? And I want to let you know that I brought Brother James on today. You might know Brother James as this inspirational, world-class musician, right? And by the way, on a side note, if you don't know that, like there's no better time. Honestly, Brother James, me and my kids are listening to your music right now, right? Brother James produces this uplifting, beautiful music. Right now, it's probably the best time to listen to that, but that's not why I invited Brother James on. Brother James is a world-class facilitator. You may know him, you know, John Berghoff, our friend John. John leads a company and a methodology called Exchange. And Exchange is teaching people, and Brother James can say this better than me, but it's empowering leaders to empower change within groups of people, rapid, profound change by bringing together the collective wisdom of a group or a community 
and, and collaborating to come up with solutions that are much more effective and more readily available and quick to implement than maybe just a limited number of people, the board of advisors, the CEO is going to come up with on their own. Would you add anything to that about what you do, Brother James, in terms of helping people and in that way, that capacity? Yeah, the simplest way of saying it, I think, is we unleash the collective wisdom and group genius that lives inside of any group by designing intentional questions and then choreographing meaningful conversations. Beautiful. And so I asked Brother James to come on today, and I'll explain why in just a few minutes. Well, that's the why, but I'll explain how we came to this in that, uh, Brother, he's an expert at crafting these questions designed to create change. And right now, uh, or not just change, but empower, it could be internal change, external change, logistical change. And right now, we all need to optimize. And I should say, I like the word optimization better than change, Jer, for what you do. So I brought him on to listen to, we, and we've been, by the way, he and I have spent hours on the phone talking this through over the weekend. Like this is just so you know, we're not just hitting record. I've got pages of notes in front of me that I've been writing and rewriting. So did so you. And uh, we've been having multiple, we had multiple conversations around how can we best lead right now? And right now, if you're listening to this, you might be in kind of, there's kind of two camps that I see out there. There's either people, you might be someone who's very concerned with the coronavirus. I think that's the majority, right? And it could even be to the point of experiencing excessive fear and stress and anxiety. You know, maybe you're not sleeping. And that's one camp, folks that are very concerned. But then there's also a camp of people. And I think in the, in the past, I would have been in this camp, which is you might not be concerned at all. Right? I've talked to people on both sides, some who are terrified and others who aren't concerned in the least, just saying, ah, it's just like the flu, it's being overblown by the media. This whole pandemic is blown out of way out of proportion. And I think that it's somewhere in the middle. And I actually, I don't know. I'm in the camp of, I don't know. And I look at risk to reward. I would rather err on the side of caution. If I go out and live my life exactly as I always have and shake hands with other people and high fire, you know, whatever. And this thing is worse than we even imagine or as bad as we might imagine. Well, the risk in that is detrimental. It's horrible, right? Now, if there is no risk and I go out, right, well, then it's fine. But because there may be that risk, I look at the reward of going on about my day as I normally would versus playing it a little bit safe. And that's not the crux of this episode. I'm getting a little bit off on a tangent, but I would just invite you to consider that, right? Is that whether you're whatever camp you're in, what our focus is today is helping you to take on a role of self-leadership and so that you can optimize your mindset, but also how do you be the best version of yourself for those that you love and those that you lead, right? And that really is what today is about. And how this came to be Friday morning, I woke up feeling compelled to provide some leadership for our community. I slept four hours. I woke up at 3.41 a.m. after you know, not be able to sleep the night before. And I had this like intuitive hit, which I get a lot. It's how I write my books, right? Like a stream of consciousness. And it was, Hal, you have to lead. You have a community, you know, global community of this miracle morning community, millions of people, but it created more anxiety for me because I had no idea what, how to do that. I, you right. You got to keep in mind, I'm going through this with you, right? Like I'm trying to make sense of it all and I'm trying to take care of my family and myself, right? So on Friday, I woke up going, Hal, you've got to lead. I had this message and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And so I spent a lot of the day Friday trying to figure out the best approach 
first and foremost for my family, but as well as our community, which, you know, keep in mind between our podcast listeners, the Miracle Morning community on Facebook, the readers of the Miracle Morning, we're over 2 million people. Our community is made over of over 2 million people in over 100 countries around the world. So we have a real, I feel a real sense of responsibility to provide some leadership for everybody. But I think we, more than I, we have a responsibility to come together and do the best that we can, right? Do some good. Consider how can we impact not only ourselves, not only our family, but those around us. And I figured that the one thing as I was considering what I could do you know, I'm not an expert in, you know, in viruses. I'm not an expert in a lot of the things, right? But I thought one thing that I might be able to help you with is to offer perspective on in the midst of great adversity to help guide you to manage your mindset, manage your emotions in the midst of the fear, the adversity and, and the chaos. And because obviously I've been through, we've all been through adversity, but for me, I had the cancer, the car accident. I've been through these really difficult experiences. And the one thing that I did is they never really shook me, right? Like, or not that they didn't sh- I wasn't shook, but I stayed poised and I stayed positive and I stayed focused. And as a result of that, I endured and overcame and benefited from these adversities. And I want to help you do the same. And finally, around 6 p.m. after all day long on Friday, this was today's Monday, again, the 16th. So this was Friday, the what, 13th? 13th. Oh, wow. Anyway, interesting. But um, if you believe in that sort of thing, but so Friday, the 13th of March, I finally sat down around 6 p.m. and I still didn't know exactly what I was going to share, but I just started writing and I forced myself to sit down and start writing and what you might call that stream of consciousness where I just, I try to tap into divine guidance and just let the words flow through me. And what I wrote felt compelling. It felt helpful. I shared it in the Miracle Morning community, the Facebook group. I sent it as an email. You probably got it if you're on the email list. And uh, the response, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments and replies to the email. And it affirmed for me that it was very much needed. People saying, you know, I was freaking out until I read your email, until I read this post. Thank you so much. I feel calm now. And so Mm -hmm. I decided to record this episode in place of the one I had scheduled for today, because it's obviously very important. It's very urgent, very timely, very relevant. And my initial plan today was just to take a minute to read that post to you. That's it. I was going to read you the post, and then I was going to explore how we could implement it. That was the original plan. But over the last few days, a lot has continued to unfold, both globally and within my circle. So Saturday, I received a good text from my good friend, Pat Petrini, who's also a Miracle Morning co-author. You may know him uh, as as a co-author of the Miracle Morning book series. But Pat reached out. So I, I woke up going, I don't know what to do. And I got a text from Pat that day expressing his concern for the countless people around the world who are going to need support who are isolated, who are elderly, who are alone. And he expressed to me that he felt strongly that within these unprecedented circumstances, there is a massive need for leadership at every level, right? And when I say leadership, I'm not talking about just leaders with positions. I'm talking about you and I'm talking about me and I'm talking about every human being on the planet. And so Pat asked me if I'd be up for mobilizing this global Miracle Morning community and of course, I, you know, I, I said, absolutely. And then 
uh, to, to bring it to where J- Brother James is on the podcast today, I suggested to Pat, I said, hey, let's reach out to Brother James. This is his wheelhouse. He is an expert at mobilizing a group and coming together to bring together ideas and questions. Really, the expertise you'll find today, which Brother James will bring to the podcast, is how do you design questions that create answers that provide solutions? So again, how do you ask questions that create answers that or that provide answers that provide solutions? And so I asked Brother James to, you know, he's been preparing for this for the last few days, and he's also going to be listening to the call today, listening to what I read and what I share with you. And I've got a few different things to share and then formulating questions. So at the end, he'll be giving you a set of questions and empowering you to create new ones for yourself that will enable you to come up with answers that will provide solutions. And at this time, I think that's the leadership that we need. And so, Brother James, thank you for being on and thank you for listening and thank you for coming up with these questions. Absolutely. And do you mind if I offer just one little insight as we get into this? Yes, please. I need to take a deep breath. I realize I'm a little excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, first and foremost, before the insight is an acknowledgement for you and for your heart, for how much you care about others, and for how intentional you are about preparation. Just the last couple of days chatting with you on the phone, I love the back and forth. I love the authenticity. I love just the, the collaboration and the collaborative spirit that you bring to our friendship and to your community and to the world, buddy. So I just want to acknowledge you for pivoting, doing this podcast, being curious enough and open enough to hear what your friend Pat Petrini had to say. A lot of people could have said, oh, I already got my own agenda. So just, it really speaks to who you are, that we're all coming together on this podcast or Zoom call or Facebook Live, wherever you're hearing this. And the second thing I wanted to invite us all to think about as we move through this experience today and beyond after today is, can we allow ourselves to not get so caught up in every moment to create enough space to ask a question that allows us to redirect to more of what we want versus what we don't want. Hmm. So these questions are really only going to be as good as the ability for us to get out of our own heads at times, being able to just redirect and create a little bit of space so we can ask questions that empower us. That's what the end of this episode, what we're going to be inviting you to, to participate in is asking a handful of questions. And the key to asking the questions is creating the curiosity and creating the space to do so. Beautiful. Beautiful, Brother James. Thank you for that. And in the way that you acknowledged me, I want to thank you for that. And I want to pay forward that acknowledgement to our community. You know, And Pat Petrini, who was he's not on live today, but Pat was a big part of this. Uh, you know, If it wasn't for Pat reaching out to me, I might have still been you know, going, uh, I don't know what to say, what to do. You know, Pat was really the instigator, if you will, right? He initiated this this whole thing. So I want to acknowledge Pat. And if you're watching this and listening to this, I would say that you know, as a member of the Miracle Morning community, your heart, right, is the way you describe me, Brother James. I, I want to I acknowledge everyone in our community for listening to this and caring enough about yourself and those you love and those you lead and the world and our larger human family to listen to this and to put this into practice. I really, really appreciate you. Here's what I'm going to do today. It's actually, it's going to be, so today's episode is different in a lot of ways, right? I've got Brother James on. We're giving you questions at the end. I'm going to read three different post for you today. I'm going to read... Po- I can remember the, what initiated the idea for this episode was I posted my thoughts to kind of reset or redirect our focus on Friday in the Miracle Morning community and via an email. I got such a great response. I wanted to read you that post in case you didn't read it and also to expand on it. 
since then, I've come across two other posts that were really profound for me. And I feel these three posts, just reading these to you, whether you've read one or two of them yourself or not, I feel like these three alone can be a real one, two, three kind of what are the three things that you can do to optimize your inner game, your mindset, your inner world, your inner freedom? What can you do to optimize what you can control, which is what you do each day, not just what you think, but what you actually do in terms of your daily practices and rituals? And what's this paradigm you can maintain? Because this thing looks like it will get worse before it gets better, right? (laughs) So as it gets worse, Do your emotions get quote unquote worse, right? Do they escalate or do you have a paradigm and a practice that enables you to stay even keel, grounded, loving, patient, supportive, no matter how bad things get in the world around you. So that's the focus of the next, you know, few minutes or the time that we're going to spend together. And then I will turn it over to brother James, AKA Jer as I call him fondly, we've been friends for how many years? 20? 20, 20, 20 years, buddy. 20? That's crazy. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Before you were a musician. All right. So, so here's the first, this is the post that inspired today's podcast episode. And I put this up Friday night. This was stream of consciousness. I really didn't edit much of it. And I started out with a quote from Viktor Frankl. I thought this was the perfect quote. It encapsulates a big part of what we're going to talk about. And Viktor Frankl, if you don't know who that is, he was a Nazi concentration camp survivor. He survived, obviously, he wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning. And he was in the concentration camp, 31 years old, wife and child at home, watching his friends be taken to the oven, being killed, being slaughtered, thought it was only a matter of time before he was next. And he decided, he went inside and decided that the last of a human's freedom is to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances. And he decided that even though he was probably going to die and never see his wife and kids again, it made sense that he might as well spend his last hours or days or maybe weeks being happy. In fact, I think he decided to be the happiest he had ever been while he went through the most difficult time in his life, right? And imagine the circumstances that he was was in, right? It doesn't get much worse. And I'd say for most of us, even if there's financial challenges, even if, right, for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us, right, we're probably not even close to, you know, being in a concentration camp and facing imminent, what seems imminent death, right? And here's the rest of the post. Members of the Miracle Morning community, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I've been thinking a lot about you today. I've been thinking about all of us, my family, our global community, and our collective human family. Some of what's going on is unprecedented, and most of which is completely out of our control. But the one thing that is in our control, other than washing our hands 17 times a day, of course, is our inner world, our inner freedom. No matter what's going on around us, we almost always have the freedom to choose what's going on inside of us. We can choose what we focus on. We can choose our inner dialogue. We can choose the questions that we ask ourselves. We can choose which media we consume, which inevitably influences what we focus on, our inner dialogue, and how we feel about life. I've read some articles and watched some videos today that caused me added stress and anxiety. I've also read some posts and watched some videos that made me feel at ease 
and inspired by fellow members of our human family helping each other. I'll post a few of those in the comments. And while I've been struggling a bit to wrap my head around the best course of action for each of us to take, I stay grounded in remembering that I am always responsible for my inner world. I stay present to the fact that we always have the power to generate love, acceptance, peace, gratitude, and joy. And that those feelings and emotions serve us in the midst of chaos, crisis, and the unknown. What doesn't serve us? Fear. In fact, fear causes our immune system to shut down, which is the opposite of what we want and need right now. I'm not saying we shouldn't be mindful of the potential risks and responsive to our current reality. We absolutely should. In fact, personally, after enduring three years of chemotherapy, I'm what's known as immune compromised, which means that if I were to catch the virus, my immune system may not be able to fight it off. It could be fatal. However, I refuse to let my outer world, things I can't control, and I'd invite you to consider this for yourself, determine the quality of my inner world. I reminded myself, my wife and our kids to be calm, to love each other, to focus on what we can control and let go of what we can't. So I'm still going through this pandemic right alongside you. I don't know any more than you or anyone does about how this thing is going to play out. I just know that we are in this together. And the last thing I'll leave you with is this. Let's keep helping each other. A few of the links that I'll post in the comments, give some ideas on how we can do that. And for you listeners of the podcast, we're going to talk about those today. And I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but Pat, Jeremy, and I, and I'm sure you agree that the Miracle Morning community is one of the most loving and supportive groups of people anywhere on the planet. And we absolutely need your help. All right. With love and gratitude, Hal. That's what's been helping me sleep at night, by the way. Uh, I, I have had trouble sleep in the last few months. And with this added stress, it's like, oh man, wow, this is just the last thing that any of us need. But I remember as I go to bed, the last thing, right? The last of my freedoms is, is to choose my attitude. It's to choose what I focus on. I can't change what's going on around me right now out there in the world. I can just focus on what's going on inside of me. And at night, I want to sleep, right? So I just, I just choose that inner peace. And we can always choose that no matter what is going on around us. Brother James, anything to add to that? Any questions that we might incorporate? Otherwise, there's a couple more things I'd like to read, I'd like to share that, that are really important. But for me, that's the foundation is that inner freedom that we I can always it, choose. The only thing I'd add is just to, to start to prep us for the end of this particular podcast is the quality of our inner world is potentially just a reflection of the questions we're consistently asking ourselves. I'll say that again. The quality of our inner world potentially is a reflection of the questions we consistently ask ourselves, both silently hmm. and out loud. So we're going to talk about empowering the inner world today, and we're going to give you some questions that are going to empower you. And uh, I love that post. Thank you. Thank you. And the first thing I want to say that, so the first step, what can you do to take care of yourself right now? Number one is take responsibility for your inner world, right? Take responsibility for your inner world. If you go, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm anxious. Well, that probably means unless you're, unless that's what you're choosing intentionally, you want to feel those things that imagine you don't, right? That's an example of you're not taking responsibility for your inner world. You're allowing outer, the outer world whether it's the media, the facts, the things going on, the relationships in your life, the risks, all of it. You've got to choose to take responsibility for your inner world and not let it be dictated 
by things that are out of your control. The second thing you can do is to maintain an empowering perspective. Maintain an empowering perspective. And I read this this morning. It's a relatively short post and a story. It's from Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy posted this morning. Uh, yeah, you work with Mike. You know Mike very well and your best friend, uh, Brother James. Mike said, have you heard the story about the farmer and his horse? Now more than ever, we must reserve judgment and simply bring the best of ourselves to the situations at hand. Who knows if it's good or bad, but who will you reveal yourself to be during this, quote, crisis, end quote. And he says, remember this, the Chinese word for crisis is composed of two Chinese characters signifying one signifying danger and the other signifying opportunity, respectively. Because within every crisis is an opportunity. And that's a question I'm sure Jerry will pose at the end is, you know, what is the opportunity right within this crisis? Exactly. And here's the story. This is such a it's, a, it's a very succinct story that for me helps me to execute the second tip that I'm giving you, right? Which is that, that maintaining that empowering perspective. Here you go. So there's a, a man. One day his horse runs away and his neighbor comes over and says to commiserate, I'm so sorry about your horse. And the farmer says, who knows what's good or bad? The neighbor is confused because this is clearly terrible. The horse is the most valuable thing he owns. But the horse comes back the next day and he brings with him 12 feral horses. The neighbor comes back over to celebrate. Congratulations on your great fortune. And the farmer replies again, who knows what's good or bad? And the next day, the farmer's son is taming one of the wild horses and he's thrown and breaks his leg. The neighbor comes back over. I'm so sorry about your son. The farmer repeats, who knows what's good or bad? Sure enough, the next day, the army comes through their village and is conscripting able-bodied young men to go and fight in war. But the son is spared because of his broken leg. And this story can go on and on like that. Good, bad, who knows? For me personally, I think for most of us, we tend to prejudge an experience based on our reference points, right? Something happens, you go, oh, that's bad. And that's what John, Mike was saying in his post before the story is you have to reserve your judgments. We really don't know what's good or bad. And I want to share two personal examples that I'm sure you're very familiar with if you followed me for a while, but they're very relevant. And I think they were, they were pretty extreme for me. When I was 20 years old, in my car accident, hit by a drunk driver, came out of the coma six days later, 11 broken bones, told I would never walk again. Now, I didn't know what the future hold. It was most likely that I would never walk again. Well, not only did I take my first step, but that became my life's work. I wouldn't be here talking to you today if it wasn't for that car accident. And it's enabled me to speak to millions of people and enabled millions of people help their lives, help myself, my family, so on and so forth. And I had deemed it hindsight, if you will. I call it the best thing that's ever happened to me. My car accident, I've said for the last 20 years, is the one of, if not the best thing that's ever happened to me. Three years ago, when I was diagnosed with this rare aggressive cancer and given a 10 to 30% chance of living, I didn't need hindsight because I knew that the greater the adversity, the greater the opportunity for growth for evolution. And I told my wife the day I was diagnosed with cancer and the, the odds were looking very grim. I said, sweetheart, I don't expect you to agree with this, but I want you to know that in my heart and soul, I mean it when I tell you, I believe I have unwavering faith that this cancer will be the most difficult thing I've ever been through for sure. 
but I have no doubt, I have unwavering faith, this cancer will be the best thing that ever happened to me. And it was, and it has been. What I've, I'm a better dad now, I'm a better husband, I'm a better leader, I'm a better human as a result of going through the most difficult time in my life. So I'd encourage you to consider maintaining that meaning, that empowering perspective that who knows if it's good or bad. Right. And, it, and more often than not, it's whatever you make of it, whatever you decide it's going to be. Now, does it mean that it's, it's not black and white? It's not it's one or the other. Often there's a lot of bad and out of the bad comes good. There's a lot of pain and out of the pain comes growth. And so I'd encourage you, the second key to taking care of yourself right now is to maintain an empowering perspective. And again, we'll have some questions for you. I'm sure Brother James will as we move into the next section. Anything to add right now, Brother James, before we move on? Otherwise, I've got a third and final point. Keep it rolling, brother. All right. Here's the third point, and I'm going to read one more thing for you. The third point is to practice daily self-care and daily self-development. Practice daily self-care and daily self-development. I woke up this morning, Monday morning, and I thought I need to post something for our Miracle Morning community about how to integrate their Miracle Morning with what's going on right now in their mind and in the world and, you know, this coronavirus and all these things. How can they integrate it? And as I went into the Miracle Morning to, you know, I think it was meant to be, but I was going to start writing the post. And again, I'm going, I don't know. How do I approach this? What angle do I take? I'm not really sure. The first post I saw was from our good friend, Chip Franks. And you probably know Chip has co-hosted the podcast before. And he wrote a post called Coronavirus and the Miracle Morning. And I went, huh, I have a feeling (laughs) Chip may have written the post that I was going to write this morning. And, And in fact, he did. And he wrote it better than I could have ever hoped that I might write it myself. And so uh, I want to read this to you because again, you may not be in the Miracle Morning community. Uh, you might not be in that Facebook group. We have you know 230,000 people in the Miracle Morning community and you know almost a million people on our email list. So it's, there's a big disparity there. So I want to share this with you. I want to read this to you. And again, if you've already read this, listen to it again. Listen to it again, because that's how we, it's not what we, what we learn once that usually impacts us, but we hear something over and over and over again until it finally moves us into action. And that's my hope for you is that you actually don't just learn what I'm about to share with you or what you might've read this morning, but how do you live this? How do you live this? And Chip went on this morning to say, hello, fellow miracle morningers. We are indeed living through interesting times. I know a lot of people's schedules are crazy right now. Our kids are home from school. My wife's job is telling everyone to work remotely for the time being. We're choosing to self-quarantine to avoid possibly becoming carriers, and our boy is immune compromised, and bad congestion would be very bad for him. So, a new schedule. Just something I'd suggest that we all do, if at all possible, is to continue with our miracle mornings. Hopefully, we can even make them more robust and take our time doing some extra on our favorites if we have the time to do so. Something I've found for me is that when slash if I allow myself to get off schedule with my miracle morning, I'm just not myself. I miss a day, I notice. If I miss more than a day, others start to notice. But I think it's really important now more than ever in this chaotic time to fill our own cups so that we're able to pour more into the cups of others. And right now, in many areas of the world, some cups need feeling. There are people alone and scared. People without resources to go without work for weeks at a time. People losing their jobs as travel and services shut down. And of course, 
there are and will be people with health challenges over this virus. And we need to stay strong for ourselves and for them. I think a lot of that is rooted in self-care and really being all we can be. And if we stop doing the things to take care of ourselves, like the miracle morning, the weeds will take the garden. We'll get more tired and complacent. Maybe we'll be more short-tempered with kids running around the house. We'll be more worried and anxious than we should be. As much as any time in history, this is our chance to step up as human beings and take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. And the life savers, the six practices designed to save you from missing out on the life that you're meant to live, here's Chip's interpretation of those or customization of those to go with what we're going through right now. The first S for silence. Pray for yourself and others or do a loving kindness meditation for the people hardest hit during this pandemic. A for affirmations. Affirm that you will be a light in the darkness for others, that you will exercise kindness, compassion, and strength for all of those who come across your path. V for visualization. Visualize being healthy and emerging on the other side of this to be an even better version of yourself. Think on acting with kindness and helping others. See yourself as the best version of you. E for exercise. Get and stay strong. This virus apparently preys on the weaker among us. Don't be one of those. Get outside where possible, breathe the air, and exert yourself for more energy to deal with this pandemic and what lies ahead of us and beyond. R for reading. Sharpen our minds and learn some more skills. Some of us will have our profession changed through all of this. Let's hit the ground running and get ahead of the curve so we need on what we need to know. And the final S for scribing. Chip says, for me, this is the most important. Let's journal on our blessings and what we're grateful for in our lives. Let's maintain that positive attitude that helps others when we come into contact with them, even if it's virtually. Let's write out our ideas to make us and our businesses better. Write out plans and goals that you will do during this pause in life and what you're going to do afterwards. Let's Get out of any anxiety, get out any anxiety that may be clouding our heads and hearts. Get it out and into the daylight by writing it down. When we write it down, it isn't as scary. You know what? These can be scary times, but we are so resilient. I'm so encouraged by all of the good I see in the world and how many people are working to help others. Fred Rogers said in times of crisis, look for the helpers. Well, Chip says, we are the helpers. Our miracle mornings have prepared us uniquely to be those people. So let's keep on moving. Let's keep getting up and taking that time for ourselves each day to better help where we're able to help. And Chip finished his post by saying, who's with me on this? And if you want to comment and engage on that post, of course, you can go into the miracle morning community. But I want to echo, I want to sum up these three keys, these three things that you can do to take care of yourself right now. Number one, Take responsibility for your inner world. How you feel is up to you. Own your mindset, your attitude, your emotional state. Choose to focus on what you can control and let go of the rest. Number two, maintain an empowering perspective. Remember that story I read in part one of this episode about the the man and his horse, right? 
He lost the horse. Oh, worst thing ever, says his neighbor. He says, well, who knows what's good or bad? The horse came back with 12 more horses, right? He says, well, who knows what's good or bad? You know, being congratulated. Then his son breaks his leg. So on and on and on. We don't know what's good or bad. And I truly believe from experience that the greater the adversity, the greater the opportunity for growth for all of us. And number three, practice daily self-care and self-development. Keep up your miracle morning so that you can stay mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually strong so that you can show up in your strength for those you love and those that you lead. And with that, I'd like to invite, Brother James, I'd like to invite you on to share some empowering questions for our listeners and our viewers that can help them during this time. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for uh, bringing those stories forward, those posts. Before I jump into these questions, I want to double check with you. I see that we're missing one red dot that was up there before that was recording the Zoom. Do we need that? Uh, We would have. Thankfully, we will be able to just download this and and use the audio. But yeah. Awesome, man. That was our backup. But we're good. That was our backup. Cool. Hey, question number one. And before I jump into these questions, everyone take a deep breath in let it out go ahead and take one more deep breath in and hold it for five or ten seconds go ahead and let it out i'm going to move through these questions and also break down the sequence that's happening with the questions just meaning the questions are in a certain order for a certain reason. So the first question is what's called a purpose question. What we're doing is we're reconnecting, in this case, to why it's important to feed our minds with positive information, with positive media, music, movies, and conversations. And when we say, when we ask the question, why is it important to feed our minds with positive information? As soon as we ask the question, why is it important? That's ultimately reconnecting us to purpose, which will give us a little bit more motivation for really digging into the positive conversations, positive music, and positive media. If we don't ask why is it important first, we still might do it. However, we get a little bit more momentum when we ask why is it important. It reconnects us to purpose. So that first question is, why is it important to feed your mind with positive information from the media? from music, from the books you're reading, and the conversations you're having. So that's number one. And if you do have something to write with and write on, this is going to be awesome. And uh, we'll put these in the show notes at Hal Elrod. Yeah, these will be the questions will be in the show notes. If you're driving right now and you can't write this down, um, go to halelrod.com forward slash 314, 314. This is podcast episode number 314. Brother James, I'd love to give a couple examples. So why is it important for you to feed your mind? I mean, you create positive music, right? And I know you're focused on positive. I am too. Why do you think it's important? What's your answer to that question to focus on positive media and, and other information like this podcast or anything else? Absolutely. Uh, what we focus on expands. And so I know that's a really simple answer, but what we focus on expands. So it's important to me because I want to put my focus on as many ingredients that come into my mind that allow me to have five to six as many positive ingredients as every one negative. 
So why it's important to me is I want to stack the deck in my favor of more positive ingredients in my mind than negative ones. Yeah, beautiful. Well, and it, it goes along with what I said, I think we opened up the show, which is, yes, that we're in unprecedented times in terms of the details, right? But the human experience is the same. It's just the, the human same. experience. There have always been deadly diseases out there every you know, a few years. There's SARS, there's you know, the swine flu right there. So, I mean, some things are different, but the human experience is the same. And that's what I love about... And we're giving, I think, five questions today. Yep, these, yep. Uh, unless you've added to it, but that's what we talked about with these five questions. These are designed to in, enhance, optimize your human experience, right? And that's the one thing you have control over is your inner world. So that first question, why is it important to feed your mind with positive information like this podcast? Like you said, Jared, the answer gives you a sense of purpose, right? And reminds you to shut the news off and shut the TV off. Like I said, I've watched some videos that that scared me and made my heart beat and I got anxious and fearful, right? And I'm like, wait, this isn't serving me. Yes, I need to be informed. But, and by the way, that's why I typically only watch satirical news shows because at least I'm laughing while I'm learning of all the craziness going on in the world, right? Like Seth, you know, The Daily Show or, or Seth Meyers, that sort of thing. Um, all right, what's the next question, Jer? The next question, which is actually an additional question. So we might have six. Okay. Um, the next question is what's called a strengths-based question. And this is a question about your past. When is a time in the past Anytime that you've overcome an obstacle or a challenge, this could be an obstacle or a challenge in your business, in your relationships, in your health, any obstacle or challenge that you have overcome. When you look back on that time where you overcame an obstacle or a challenge, what strengths did you bring forward that allowed you to overcome the obstacle mm. or challenge? So what we're doing is we're looking back over our past experience and we're looking for a time where we've overcome an obstacle or a challenge because many of us might be thinking that we're in the middle of an obstacle or a challenge right now. But this is not the first time. As Hal said, this is just a repeat of what's happening over and over and over again. So if we look back at times when we've overcome an obstacle or a challenge, big or small, what strengths did we bring that we can just pull those strengths and remember that we have them in what I call our tool belt for life, where we can just pull that strength out and initiate it right now. And in times like this, where there's so much fear-based information coming out, we must go back and remember that we have these strengths. And the only way we can go get them is by looking at the stories where we've overcome something in the past. So the second question is, when you look back over the obstacles and challenges that you've overcome in your past, whether, again, it's with business, relationships, health, how did you overcome that obstacle or challenge? And what strengths did you bring to the experience that allowed you to overcome it? Beautiful. I'm glad you added that question in. That was one we didn't talk about, but that's, that's such an important one. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to miss that we have strengths within us. I've noticed that when I go back and look at the over, overcoming of obstacles or challenges, or even look at my successes and then ask myself, what did I bring? It's interesting to look back at those times and to pull those strengths and then to look at what it is I'm going towards, like what future visions I have, which is going to be part of our next question. And I go, oh, wow, I don't have to go get something new. Hmm. I don't have to go learn a new thing. I don't have to go get this new strength. If I look back and actually just take time to investigate the best of what was, I might be able to actually just pull what's already inside of me and just initiate it right now. 
which is way easier than going and learning something new and thinking you don't have it inside of you. So um, this is really a strengths-based question to remind us that we all have strengths. And unless we go back and look for them, we might not remember that we have them. Beautiful. It, it also reminds me that this too shall pass, right? Meaning that you look back at a, a difficult circumstance and at the time it felt like the, the world was coming down on you and you could never get through it and life was over, but you're still here. I'm still here, right? We're all still here. You know, and I think remembering even that question, answering that, you know, kind of a seed within that is, well, yeah, and this too shall pass because that passed and everything passes, right? So beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So that's number two. Number three, how might this situation, meaning the current experience that we're in, in our, you know, in the world, how might this situation enable you to be better in some area of your life? So how might this situation that many of us look at is like, oh my gosh, this is like overwhelming. If we just ask the question, how might this enable us to be better in some area of our life? Maybe it's better in our business because now we have to think of new ways to create income. So we're going to get better because we're asking, how can we get better? Maybe the situation is enabling us to get better in our relationship because we're going to have the opportunity to spend more time with our families. Maybe it's going to enable us to get better in our miracle morning practice, like Chip said, maybe this is going to create space to even grow our morning practice to be even stronger because now we have the time. If we don't ask the question, we literally might miss that we have an opportunity to enable us to get better in some area. So again, question number three, how might this situation enable you to be better in some area of your life? I love that. I love that. And for uh, and by the way, I do not mention if anybody is listening, these questions can empower your scribing practice today, right? Or tomorrow, your next scribing practice. I mean, these are questions for you to write down and, and journal about, you know, in the next 24 hours or, or right away. And, and Jerry, I want to mention, I read an article, I can't remember where it was at, but it kind of said, you know, maybe you're going to, you're quarantined or you're going to quarantine certain parts of the world. It's right. It's kind of not an option right now. And it looks like it's going to be more and more and more uh, just uh, you know, government ordered or whatever, the, um, you know, you can read more, right? What about you? You always say you don't have time to read those books you yeah. want to read. You can read them. Yesterday, I went for a run for the, for in my neighborhood for the first time since I've lived here for two years. I, I, I normally exercise indoors. I'm like, why don't I go get some sun and get some fresh air? And I ran around the neighborhood uh, with a gas mask on, of course. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, right. But, uh, but you can be in nature, right? Spending quality time at home with your family. My wife and I just started playing pool. We've got a pool table for two years. We haven't used it until yesterday. <laughs> like it was crazy, right? So just, I just, these little things that are the little things that really matter. Um, I think are, are maybe more available to us now than, than they are when we're so busy with life as it is. So yeah, I, I love that question, Jerry. What's question number four? Hey, bonus no. question. Bonus question right here. Yeah. yeah. When you have a new experience like Hal and Ursula playing pool. So I can easily generate this question. When I say I can easily generate this question, I mean, we can easily generate a question around that experience. So buddy, what was a magic moment that came out of you and Ursula having that time playing pool. If you had to choose a magic moment, that what might that be? I mean, it, it was. I would say every moment. That was the moment, right? It was. It was playing pool and doing something that she's been telling me for two years. Like we should play. Use the pool. I'm like, we totally should. 
And by the way, I, I just, I do want to be real clear. We had a ping pong table on top of it. So we, I used it every day. My kids and I play ping pong. My wife doesn't like ping pong. I prefer it. Right. So we, I'm like, and there are these big heavy tables to lift off. Right. So anyway, so, but yeah, but it was just the magic of going, man, we finally did something that enriches our relationship. I feel connected to you. I feel right. And I'm, you know, squeezing her, you know, side and just hugging her and kissing her. And I mean, it, it was beautiful. Yeah. Now. And so let's say that you on the other side of this podcast or on this video today, you go, oh, wow, I'm going to create a magic moment with my significant other or my kids. As you, let's just say, come to the end of that particular experience, a Mm -hmm. question that you can pose is just say, hey, before we get into the next thing, what do we want to appreciate about what we just experienced together? Or what were the magic moments that just happened? And bring that question to your family or to your significant other to hear their voices and to get ultimately data Mm. on what they were really feeling and experiencing. So it's a real quick question of, hey, what'd you appreciate most about that? Or what was the magic moment in that experience? And boom, you're flooding your family system or, um, you know, your relationship with positive information right there with that one simple question you've now drawn out, let's say you have a family of four, you've now drawn out four, maybe five, maybe six appreciative answers in the matter of like two minutes. So that's just a a little bonus right there. That's beautiful. So the next one goes directly into um, what we're talking about here is how might we use our miracle morning practice to strengthen whatever area of life you'd like to get better at? So wherever you feel like, wow, this is an opportunity, this, this situation is enabling me to get better in this area, well, how now, how might you take what you want to get better in and then infuse your miracle morning practice with that? And I'll give an example. Let's say you want to get better in business, then maybe your miracle morning has a slant towards enabling you to be a better business person. Hmm. Well, if you see that this situation is going to enable you to be better in an area of your life of being a learner. Well, how now might you use your miracle morning practice to learn more rapidly? That's an interesting question. How might I use my miracle morning practice to become a better learner? Hmm. Uh, Which is really interesting because as the world changes, whether it's potential diseases or viruses or artificial intelligence or changes in our environment, one of the things that at least I'm always thinking about is how do I allow myself to be a better learner? Because inevitably, the opportunities that will continue, that I'll be able to continue to step into to have fulfillment, have success, create income, is all going to be a reflection of how, how fast I can learn new things as the environment continues to change economically and also in all the other ways it will change. Any thoughts on that, buddy? Yeah. Well, I think how to learn and how to implement for me, uh, the scribing process in miracle, or during my miracle morning has always been a very active process where meaning I will do journaling as part of it, but I will also write a book or I will write a post or I will write out a plan, right? So scribing for me, I love that it's the word scribing and not journaling. It's just, it's very broad. And so for me, I'll often read a book. And then instead of doing what most of us do when we read a book, which is just read the book till the end and then start another book and then read it till the, right. I read a chapter or even sometimes a page. And then I pull out my journal or some, or just print out paper or whatever. And I will scribe the action I'm going to take Mm -hmm. as a result of the information I just took in. 
right? Because again, learning without living what you learn isn't that valuable, right? I mean, there's a, a level of value to why wow, I learned that I feel better, but I learned that and now I wrote a plan or an affirmation or, or, or something. I put it in writing and I made a commitment. I scheduled it. Now I will live what I learned. And the real value right, in life and self-development is being able to live what you learn. So that for me is, you might add that to your miracle morning. If you guys end with scribing, scribe, what did I take away from my miracle morning today that I will put into action throughout the rest of my day? How will I, maybe you're reading a book on marriage. Today, I'm going to do this for my spouse. Right. And today, I'm, and then the next day, it's a book on, I'll do this for my kids today. The next day, it's a book on business. Today, I'll do this for my business. But if every day you're committing to implement at least one thing that you learn during your morning practice, that's a game changer, right? Your evolution and your progress, like measurable progress in your life, in your health, in your business, in your marriage, in every area is rapidly accelerated. I love that, man. Question number, I don't know what question we're on right now. Uh, well, you just hit on it, which is, yeah, five-ish, which is how might you use the scribing saver to create your own empowering questions for yourself, for your significant other, and for your family? So how might you use, let's just use Hal's example, maybe you learn something when you're reading and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that. Now, instead of just going to your, your wife, your girlfriend, your friend, your kids and going, here's what I learned. And then doing kind of like sharing it all with them. You use your scribing time to create some questions around it. You can now give to them. Mm. Hey, you know, use that time to create, or just use that time to create empowering questions that are, or are not related to whatever else you did in your miracle morning. Point is, how might you use your scribing time to create your own empowering questions for yourself and your family? And here's a question that you might be able to use, which is question number six-ish. Who in your life might need a little support right now, and how might you support them? Hmm. That's a really easy question to put on the end of your Miracle Morning practice and describing is, I've just filled up my inner world. I've really like empowered myself. Now I'm going to walk through the rest of my day, maybe in your own home. Maybe you are someone who has to go to work at this point in time. If we ask the question, who in our lives needs a little bit of support right now, and how might I support them? Regardless of what comes forward, we're thinking about how do we support others in that question. It's The question is really geared around what's going on with others who might need support. And by asking that question, we instantly become more aware of who might need the support. And by adding on the how might we support them, we've now asked an action-based question. When we say, how might we support them? We instantly started thinking like, oh, well, we could donate. I could give them words of affirmation. I could help around the kitchen. I could bring donuts. I could do whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm thinking organic. donuts will not support the immune system. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I was going to say organic, <laughs> vegan, uh, healthy donuts. Of course, of course. Well, no, and I love this because it's interesting that this question brings us full circle because that's why we're recording the podcast today, right? I asked myself, 
you know, it wasn't word for word this question that you posed, Jer, but in general, it was who in my life is in need of a little extra support and how can I best support them? And I was thinking about it on a global scale. I'm like the Miracle Morning community. How can I best support them? And I wrestled with that question all day because I was confused myself on how to best support myself, right? And the answer was, well, let's stay in my lane. Like, well, you know, I'm not an expert in a lot of things, but I, you know, if I have any expertise from my life experience, it's optimizing my mindset, my inner world in the midst of extreme adversity, right? And uh, the level of the adversity in terms of extremity is different for all of us right now, but we're all in this together. We're all facing something that we have never as a society faced together even if it's the illusion of what we're facing, right? The perception, meaning, you know, we might go, this might blow over and we'll go, it really wasn't any worse than the flu. That might be true, but I'll tell you, they've never put a pause on the stock market since I've been alive and shut down trading. They've never, right, quarantined entire countries since I've been alive. So it's unprecedented. That's a fact, right? Whether or not it's unprecedented is an overreaction, I don't know. But for all of us, we are all in this together and we start by taking care of ourselves first, right? It, it's the age old oxygen mask example. You put the oxygen mask first when you fly, if something goes wrong, you take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. And the miracle morning is that oxygen mask for all of us. Jared, was there anything to share before uh, I wrap us up? The last thing is just to remind everybody that we're going to post these questions in the show notes and also how, where else can they get the questions? Uh, I would just say the show note, and we can post them in the, the comments of this video, but there's going to be too many comments already by the time we yep. find it. So I would just say, if you want to get these questions, go to episode 314. So it's com forward slash 314. And we and scroll down, we'll have all of the questions in the show notes and a lot more. Man, I think that is about it. Uh, That's about it. And just one yeah. last reminder here is that the reason we presented these questions and the reason that Hal and I got together these last couple of days and put this together is because the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves are going to determine the quality of our lives. These questions that we ask silently, the more we can become aware of whatever we're asking ourselves silently and then let go of whatever questions might be disempowering us. But first, we have to become aware of what's happening. So to go back to the Miracle Morning practice, one of my favorite practices is the meditation and silence because it gives a time, it provides a space to become a little bit more aware of like, what is my actual inner dialogue? And the more aware I become of it, the more I know as I'm moving through the day, oh, wow, there's that little voice right now actually asking, what's wrong with this? Or what's going to happen to all of us? Or what's going to happen to me? And when I ask that, I'm going to get a certain type of answer when I ask that question. And so in our meditation practice, if we can become aware of what are those voices, what are those, as some would call, the primary questions in our minds? And as we walk through the day, as we walk through our lives, this day, tomorrow, and beyond, how can we redirect our attention to more life-giving and generative questions? And that's what we really provided today is some questions that just by asking the questions, they're fateful. They're going to bring in positive information into your mind and allow you to have new ingredients to focus on that might equal out or put in favor positivity and strengthening the inner world versus being in fear. So the quality of our inner world is going to be a reflection of the questions we consistently ask ourselves silently in our minds and out loud to others.
Beautiful, beautiful. And your the questions that you provided for me have already been super helpful as I'm we've been talking through these and, and I've been implementing it and realizing that, like you said, the quality of our questions determines the quality of our lives. And uh, it's really the quality of our focus, right? What the questions we ask are what we focus on. I want to uh, wrap up with a couple of resources for those of you listening. There was a great article on thriveglobal.com. And if you go to thriveglobal.com and just search for the title of the article, which is Yes, you actually can do something about the coronavirus. So you go to thriveglobal.com and search, yes, you actually can do something about the coronavirus. That was, it's a very empowering article around what you can do and what we have a responsibility to do to look out for each other. So I encourage you to check that out. And then I just discovered, and I vetted this out, it's a Facebook group called IntelliHelp. If you're looking for help, it's a practical group of people around the world that are asking for and offering help based on location. It started two days ago with zero people, and now it has 12,000 members, and it's growing because they're really doing a great job moderating that group and making it an effective place where you've got to follow a certain ask-give model. And here's how you, what you do. You go to Facebook and search... IntelliHelp, I-N-T-E-L-L-I-H-E-L-P, as an intelligent help. IntelliHelp, search that on Facebook if you need help. So and I'm sure there are other resources, other areas, but those are a couple that we have to share with you today. And just, just in closing, the, yeah, th- this too shall pass, right? Remember that this is temporary. Don't let it overrun your psyche and really and freak you out. Yes, be mindful of it. Yes, be mindful. Yes, be responsible for your response. But most importantly, your inner response, that responsibility toward your inner world. Maintain an empowering perspective and continue to practice daily self-care, daily self-development. Keep yourself as strong as you can possibly be for you, for yourself, but also for those in your life that you love, those that you lead. Yeah. Goal Achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, I love you. I I appreciate you. We will make it through this. We will be stronger on the other side. I pray that you're safe. Pray that you're smart so that you stay safe. And uh, Brother James, thanks for the time today, man. I love you, brother. I love you too, man. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.